Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Faith-Filled Friday. We are going to be talking about the power of words. Um, and this isn't coming from, you know, what we know of today. Um, talking about all of our different, you know, gurus and influential people and conferences and conventions that we go to where they say, you know, speak positive things to yourself, speak, um, I am beautiful, I am great, um, I can do great things. Yes, all of those things are great. Yes, do them, speak those words into your life, but that is not where it originated from. The Word of God has so many places, so many scriptures, so many things to be read, written by so many different people of how we speak these powerful words into our life. And I want to just narrow it to one particular person in the Bible. And this is going to kind of piggyback off of last week when we were talking about Solomon. Um, If you had a chance to listen to it, I was talking about this book that I had not, I've never read. It's been on my bookshelf for 20 plus years I was quite ashamed of it, you know, ashamed of not reading it um, until now. And because when I read it, I'm like, wow, how did I just allow this book to sit there? Anyway, you have to go back and listen to last week's episode um, to hear the whole story. But as I began to dive deeper into this book, there is so much that we know about Solomon, but we don't really we don't really pay attention to the details. And so one of the greatest things that he did all the way through the book of Proverbs, was speak words about words. He spoke about what these words can do to affect your life, the positive words and the negative words. You know, one of those particular verses that speaks to all of it would be found in Proverbs 18, verse 21. And it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Meaning, no matter what you speak, whether you're speaking life or you're speaking death, that is a fruit that you're going to reap. That is a fruit that you will bear. Because if you are speaking negative things over yourself, then that's what you're going to reap. Those negative moments, those negative actions, those negative uh, thoughts. If you speak life, into yourself, you speak those words of life, then there is something worth living for. There is something worth having faith and believing in. You know, there's a really, really great habit that was established probably years or even decades ago with the Word of God, especially with the book of Proverbs. But there's a lot of people out there, you know, that will, um, they do these read the Bible in a year plan. Um, I did it with my dad once, and my dad does it every year. But um, then there's also read a Proverbs a day because the Proverbs have 31 books. And so we have what usually between 30 and 31 days a month. Um, Or if you have like a shorter month, of course, you know, 28 days, 29 days, but you can read one proverb, one chapter per day and read the entire book of Proverbs in a month and then reread it and reread it and read it again because you can never hear those words enough. The more we read it and that repetition, we begin to act upon it. We remember it. These are things that become a habit. Um, and, and it's just like knowing that immediately when something happens in our life, we're able to refer back to the word because we have it in our heart. We have it in our mind. We remember these things. 
That's something that my husband tells the girls all the time, or he got them saying years ago when they were younger, is um, repetition is learning. If you repeat it, you learn it. It's so simple, right? But if you say it, repetition is learning. If you repeat it, you learn it, period. Just repeat it and you'll learn it. I can't read something just once and, and grab hold of it. I won't remember it. Or like when we're trying to remember people's names, you hear it and I have to immediately say, okay, tell me your name again. Because I need to repeat it over and over in my mind so that I don't forget that person. It's not that we don't care. It's just sometimes we can't remember. And so the same thing goes for the word of God. If we repeat it, we learn it, right? If we reread it, then it becomes a part of us. We remember those things. It becomes second nature. And so in God's word, if you go through the book of Proverbs, and I would encourage everybody, I I actually need to get back into this um, habit of reading one a day. But if you go into um, the book of Proverbs, you're going to see a lot of scriptures on um, wisdom, and you will see a lot of scriptures on words, the words that we speak. And so I want to kind of break it down here, just on a few of them, just a couple of examples. There's so many, but even in this book that I'm reading, um, where it talks about Solomon understood the devastating effect of wrong words, um, that was a a main focus, right? Because there's good words too. Um, He lists, I believe it's 48, 48 examples in Proverbs that talks about the power of words. And I'm going to go ahead and share a few of them with you, um, just so you can see how powerful God's Word is. Here's one that um, I can personally say I have seen throughout my life. Um, This one is from Proverbs 15, verse 1. And it says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And the point that was stated here um, in this book was the right words can turn an angry man into a friend and wrong words can turn a friend into an enemy. And so, you know, I mean, obviously when we speak negative words towards people or we have people speak things that are not right about us, you know, we talk about people who will smile in our face and then talk behind our back, um, that stirs up things and creates an enemy. But if you're speaking positive words, even to an angry person, it makes them stop and think, wait, why are you being so nice to me? Or why am I treating that person that way when, when all they've ever done is be, is be kind? And so um, I had this scenario when I was in high school, uh, a young lady who um, just didn't like me for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure I've shared this story before, but she just didn't like me for whatever reason. I, I have no idea to this day. She never said why she didn't like me, but she would threaten me and kick the back of my chair and pull my hair in class and just try to like taunt me and, and try to get me stirred up. And my mom and I would pray for her every single morning before I would get out of the the car to go to uh, get on the bus to, to go to school. And it would happen again. And the very next morning we'd pray for her again. And there was one day that she threatened to slap me um, or she was going to get me after class. And when the bell rang, she ran out. And as she ran out, I thought to myself, well, you know, another empty, threat. Um, so I walked out of class, like whatever, and went on, got ready to go on to my next class. And she jumped out from my head in the door and she slapped me across the face and took off running. And I just remember just out of reaction, I started chasing her down the hallway, chased her all the way around to the other side of the building. And by the time I got there, um, you know, of course, everybody's yelling fight, fight, and the teachers are out in the hallways and they were already restraining her and holding her back. 
But when I got to her and one of the teachers grabbed my arm to try to, you know, I guess they thought they needed to hold me back. I just looked at her and I remember the words that just instantly came out of my mouth was, I forgive you. Now that doesn't sound like a normal scenario of what we would, what we would do, right? But I remembered in that instant, God placed those words in my mouth. I was in middle school, but he placed those words in my mouth because it was, it was something we did every morning was pray for this girl. We prayed for her. And all I could remember saying was, I forgive you. If I could tell you the mouths that were dropped in that hallway that day, the shock on people's faces, I don't even know how I was able to get those words out except by the Spirit of God helping me. to. He was speaking for me when I could have said other things. They took that young lady to the office. They suspended her for three days. I went back to class or to my next class. Um, and when she came back, she wanted to be my best friend. Now, were we really, really close after that? No. Were we friends? Yes. Um, I remember her face to this day. I don't know where she's at. I don't know whatever happened to her. I hope all is well in her life. But I know one thing. She had never experienced love like that. She had never experienced forgiveness like that because it completely changed her entire um, attitude and thought towards me. I knew that those words had created some type of healing in her life to feel like somebody actually cared. She didn't have to bully anybody. She didn't have to prove herself, but it showed that someone cared. And so we don't know the power of our words and how it transforms lives until we use them and use them in the right way. And so going back to what this said, it says, right words can turn an angry man into a friend and wrong words can turn a friend into an enemy. And that was from Proverbs 15, 1. I can tell you that that is absolutely true. So true. Now, this next one is just beautiful. Um, I have to read it to you. But it says um, in Proverbs 15, verse 4, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. And the comment that this author wrote was, Write words, breathe life into everything around you. Have you ever been somewhere where there is just such negative talk and such a downcast spirit or atmosphere and someone walks in and they begin to just speak positive things like just uplifting and um, or you might turn some music on in the room and the lyrics are speaking positive words and it just shifts that atmosphere. It shifts things. It may not happen instantly, but it begins to slowly change and transition stuff within that atmosphere. Your good words, your right words bring life into situations. Um, I want to share this. and It's very personal to me. But um, I was talking to my brother one day, one of my brothers. And um, there's something he said. He says, you know, I don't ever want to feel like a burden to people. And I immediately wrote back to him and said, you are never a burden a burden is when people do things that they don't want to have to do. The people in your life do things for you because they want to, because they love you. So you are not a burden. 
And if I ever hear you speak those negative words and those lies to yourself again, I'm going to have to whoop your tail. And I was joking, you know, we were joking about it and laughing. But being able to to just shift that, like pivot and, and, and turn it into a, I need you to quit believing these lies about yourself and start be, believing the truth and knowing that you are not a burden. We are not a burden to people. And so we need to begin to speak the right words to people in our life so that they can understand that they are special. They are important. They are loved. Because sometimes all they hear is the negative, And the negative is what is being spoke to them by their own mind. We allow our mind to lie to us and to tell us things. We allow our mind to take control and, and, and hold this power over us. We need to tell our mind that it's wrong. We need to tell those thoughts. You know, don't keep speaking this to me. That That's not what I know of myself. I know who I am. We find our identity in Christ. And so how are we a burden if our identity is in Christ? If we are just like him, if if he loves us that much, then then we have no right to believe those negative things about ourselves. And I think we allow too many people in our life to continue believing those things and we don't ever step in to be that encouraging word that they need to hear to be that life in their life. Now here is a a wonderful reminder and instruction to all. And I told you the the book of Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom as well. But this one in Proverbs 17:27 says He that hath knowledge spareth his words. The wise are cautious with their words. We may have a lot of knowledge, we may know a lot of things, but when we pause for a moment and we use wisdom, and we think about what it is that we are about to say and whether we should say it or not. It might, it may be a situation where, yes, it may need to be said, but is it the right time? That's where wisdom steps in. Is it the right time to say what you are about to say? Or is there a better moment? Um, or is it something that you should be saying at all? Because is it going to affect the uh, situation or the decision in that moment of, you know, whoever it is you're talking to or whatever it is that you're addressing, does it really need to be said? And so we have to stop and use wisdom and say, is this the moment where I need to use my words? And then moving on to the one that um, I read at the very beginning, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This one just simply says, words determine which dreams live or die. So what we choose to speak, and I know I shared this at the beginning, but what we choose to speak, uh, we are determining the outcome of that thing. You know, a lot of people, and I know this is Faith-Filled Friday, but my, my heart just leans straight on over towards businesses and purpose and, um, you know, entrepreneurs and, and everything like that. But we carry a lot of dreams, those dreams come from our purpose, the plan that God had for us. We have those dreams for a reason. We we strive and, and desire to do these things because it has been placed inside of us to do those things by our Father. He gave us that passion because it's part of our purpose. 
And so if we have these dreams, but we continue to speak negative things, I'll never be able to do this, or I don't think I'm going to finish that, or so-and-so always does it better. Why am I even bothering? What is the purpose of this? This is, this is never going to take off. You begin to speak those things. You begin to believe them, and therefore your business or your dream dies. And in most cases, it doesn't really die. It gets buried. It gets buried really deep down, and it takes a lot to dig it back out. But we speak this negativity and we continue to cover up that dream with so much negative that um, it basically does feel like it's dead. But the more we speak positive, and I'm not saying you have to be all happy, you know, smiling and cheerful every single day, day after day, every minute of the day, but to be able to stop for a moment and say, you know, this isn't the easiest thing, but I'm going to finish. I will accomplish my dreams. I will make it. I may not be as fast as everybody else. It's just like running a race, right? I may not be as fast as everybody else, but I will make it to the finish line. And how beautiful that um, God's grace is upon us in those moments that it doesn't matter when we arrive. If we took a little bit longer than what we should have, it's still blessed. It was still the very thing that that he saw for us, that he created us to do and to be. It just took us a little longer to get there. And so many times we're the ones that slow down that process. We are the ones that speak negative words on top of the positive ones. We pile them on and now there's a, um, it is unbalanced. You begin to believe more of the negativity than you do of the positive. And so we have to learn to um, remove those things and continue to speak the positive words, the right words in those moments that may seem the hardest so that we can pull ourselves up out of that rut of negativity, out of that path of death, right, uh, of that dream dying and bring it to the place where it needs to be um, and just trust God. Just trust him. The more we trust and have faith, um, the better it is. I won't say the easier it gets, but we know that we have a source that is holding us, that is carrying us. In the moments where we can walk, he's walking beside us. In the moments where we're, you know, where we're exhausted, he's carrying us. In the moments where we are energized, he's running with us. He is with us through it all. So keep speaking the positive. Don't let your dreams die. Now here is um, one particular one, and I'm only going to read a few more here because like I said, there's 48 of them, and that's probably not even all of them in the book of Proverbs or in the entire Bible. There's probably hundreds. But um, this one is one just to stand by, and it is Proverbs 23.9. It says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. And simply put, the way it's stated right here by the author, fools seldom understand the power of words. Don't waste your time trying to explain or trying to encourage those who clearly do not want to have any part of it. You can try at the beginning. Our heart is always to pour into others and always to do what we can to help others. But when they refuse it, don't continue on trying to get them to understand. They will not be able to grab hold 
of uh, the power of your words because they don't believe it themselves. So always remember, fools seldom understand the power of your words. And then this one states in Proverbs 23, 19, same chapter, different verse. Um, Hear thou, my son, and be wise. Simply put, wisdom is a result of the words you hear. Use wisdom. Stop and listen. We get so caught up in trying to be the one talking, trying to be the one explaining, figuring things out, um, having the solutions, the answers. But just stop and listen. That is wisdom. Being able to hear everything else and then respond with the wisdom that God has given you. Then your words become more powerful because you have an understanding of the situation and what is going on. You understand because you heard it. And when you speak, people will listen. They will hear what you have to say because you're not jumping in um, thinking that you know everything. Uh, you're using wisdom in hearing what was what needed to be said. And then I think I want to end on this one because this one's pretty powerful. They all are. But this one right here... Um, I know I can relate to a lot, but in Proverbs sixteen twenty seven, an ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is as a burning fire. Um, this one just means the quality of your words reveal the quality of your heart. How beautiful is that? And it goes on to say, you can read the heart of any person by listening to the words they are speaking about others. I can't tell you how many times throughout my life, um, especially as a teenager, you know, we we go and we hang out with different people. And um, I don't want to be cliche, but it goes back to the saying of uh, who you hang out with is who you are. But when we begin to listen to people and the way that they speak, uh, the words that they use, the um, phrases, the attitudes, their mindsets, you begin to really, um, and I can go on with you know other examples, but you begin to really understand their heart. It's no longer on the surface because once you open your mouth, you're not seeing the person you know on the outside. You're not seeing them as um, how they look. Um, how they dress, um, where they work, and the details of, you know, are they successful? But when they open their mouth and you begin to hear the things that they speak and how they address things and how they talk about people and how they talk about situations and how they see a situation, whether it's positive or negative, and then you begin to think of the way that you would process that or... Um, evaluate it and how you would think about that thing and then you find out you don't align you don't agree on that particular subject you begin to really not only know them from the outside but you know them from the heart you know what is deep down inside their heart because whatever is inside of us is going to come out of our mouth we are always going to regurgitate the very thing that is deep down you know what we truly believe and it's a lot of moments where people become angry and um, lose that self-control that you really find out who they are and how they feel. But I know, um, I guess it's disheartening to me 
and I'll give you an example and this might be this is this is just a simple example but um, but it's it's something that that it, that really makes me think a lot is for instance if you see um, a beautiful woman right dressed very classy very um, you know she takes care of herself you know she prides herself on um, looking nice having her hair combed um, you know having her makeup put on just right smelling good um, the way she carries herself just very ladylike um, or we know that we know that picture right and then they open their mouth and they're talking about everything that is negative so-and-so did this so-and-so said that did you hear about so-and-so did you know about this did you did you did you and then they start flinging you know um every curse word one right after another and i'm not talking about you know one word here and then a few sentences later another word there or just a, a reaction but just word after word after word after word and um me personally i've i don't even hear what they're saying anymore it's like garbage coming out of their mouth um, and it just does not match the exterior of what you're seeing. And so it kind of makes you stop and go, whoa, I, I did not expect that, you know. Um, and so it doesn't matter what's on the outside anymore. It's what's coming out of your mouth. The words that you use, whether they're positive or negative, is going to tell a lot about who you are, your character, the way you respond, or I should say react. To things. And so I found that this one right here has been a, um, it has been one that is, that is clear to me throughout my entire life. It is not a, a position of being judgmental. It is just an opportunity to really see that person for who they are because we're not to be judgmental. And that's what happens a lot of times when we view the person from the outside, right? People say, don't judge a book by its cover. That's where the judgmental part comes in, but it's when they open their mouth, they begin to speak, and we truly know um, what is inside of them, then you know that person. You know their heart. And that's why I love this verse so much. I could go on and on with so many different examples, but I pray that you have received some type of encouragement, some type of um, wisdom, and how powerful God's Word is, how powerful our words are. And how we speak. And so I want to challenge you this week. Just go and and every time that you open your mouth, stop and think for a moment. And think about the words that are about to exit your mouth. Think about what you are about to say. Is it something that is going to bring life into your situation? Or is it something that's going to bring death? And not necessarily death, but problems and unnecessary stress and, um, you know, frustration. Do you want to carry all of that negativity or would you rather carry life peace joy happiness we have the power to change that god gave us the authority and the power in our words to speak into um, our own life and the things that we do the things that we take on every day we can speak to those things um i have seen it i have seen lives changed atmospheres changed things just begin to shift for the better 
And so use your words to speak life to yourself, to your own situation, and then use your words to speak life into somebody else. Do it. I challenge you to do it this week every day, at least one moment, one person's life or something you are doing. Speak life and see if it doesn't change. And so um, that is it for me today, you guys. Thank you again for joining me on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. Um, I just love being able to spend time with y'all every single Friday. So have a wonderful weekend. I will see you back here next week. God bless.